0: This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This is a recording of Aristotle's Poetics, translated by Ingram Bywater with a preface by Gilbert Murray and read to you by Bob Foster. Chapter 20 of the Poetics. The diction viewed as a whole is made up of the following parts. The letter or ultimate element, the syllable, the conjunction, the article, the noun, the verb, the case, and the speech. 1. The letter is an indivisible sound of a particular kind, one that may become a factor in an intelligible sound. Indivisible sounds are uttered by the brutes also, but no one of these is a letter in our sense of the term. These elementary sounds are either vowels, semi-vowels, or mutes. A vowel is a letter having an audible sound without the addition of another letter. A semi-vowel, one having an audible sound by the addition of another letter, for example, S and R. A mute, one having no sound at all by itself but becoming audible by an addition, that of one of the letters which have a sound of some sort of their own, for example, D and G. The letters differ in various ways, as produced by different conformations or in different regions of the mouth, as aspirated, not aspirated, or sometimes one and sometimes the other, as long, short, or variable quantity, and further as having an acute grave or intermediate accent. The details of these matters we must leave to the metricians. Number two. A syllable is a non-significant composite sound made up of a mute and a letter having a sound, a vowel or a semi-vowel. For GR without an A is just as much a syllable as GRA with an A. The various forms of the syllable also belong to the theory of meter. 3. A conjunction is a a non-significant sound which when one significant sound is formable out of several neither hinders nor aids the union and which if the speech thus formed stands by itself apart from other speeches must not be inserted at the beginning of it. For example, men, day, toy, d, or b, a non-significant sound capable of combining two or more significant sounds into one, for example amphi, peri, etc. 4. An article is a non-significant sound marking the beginning, end, or dividing point of a speech, its natural place being either at the extremities or in the middle. Five. A noun, or name, is a composite significant sound not involving the idea of time with parts which have no significance by themselves in it. It is to be remembered that in a compound we do not think of the parts as having a significance also by themselves. In the name Theodorus, for instance, the Doron means nothing to us. 6. A verb is a composite significant sound involving the idea of time, with parts which, just as in a noun, have no significance by themselves in it. Whereas the word man, or white, does not imply when, walks and has walked involve, in addition to the idea of walking, that of time present or time past. 7. A case of a noun or verb is when the word means of or to a thing, and so forth, or for one or many, for example, man and men, or it may consist merely in the mode of utterance, for example, in question, command, etc. Walked and walk, with an exclamation mark, are cases of the verb to walk of this last kind. 8. A speech is a composite significant sound, some of the parts of which have a certain significance by themselves. It may be observed that a speech is not always made up of noun and verb. It may be without a verb, like the definition of man, but it will always have some part with a certain significance by itself. In the speech, Cleon walks, Cleon is an instance of such a part. A speech is said to be one in two ways, either as signifying one thing, or as a union of several speeches made into one by conjunction. Thus the Iliad is one speech by conjunction of several, and the definition of man is one through its signifying one thing. Chapter twenty one. Nouns are of two kinds. Either one simple, that is made up of non-significant parts, like the word J, G-E, or two double. In the latter case the word may be made up of either of a significant and a non-significant part, a distinction which disappears in the compound, or of two significant parts. It is possible also to have triple, quadruple, or higher compounds like most of our amplified names. For example, hermokakaksetantus, and the like. Whatever its structure, a noun must always be either 1. The ordinary word for the thing, or 2. A strange word, or 3. A metaphor, or 4. An ornamental word, or 5. A coined word, or 6. A word lengthened out, or 7. Curtailed, or eight altered in form. By the ordinary word I mean that in general use in a country and by a strange word one in use elsewhere. So that the same word may obviously be at once strange and ordinary though not in reference to the same people. Segunos, for instance, is an ordinary word in Cyprus and a strange word with us. Metaphor consists in giving the thing a name that belongs to something else, the transference being either from genus to species, or from species to genus, or from species to species, or on grounds of analogy. That from genus to species is exemplified in here stands my ship, for lying at anchor is the standing of a particular kind of thing. That from species to genus, in truly ten thousand good deeds has Ulysses wrought, where ten thousand, which is a particular large number, is put in place of the generic a large number. That from species to species, in drawing the life with the bronze, and in severing with the enduring bronze, where the poet uses draw in the sense of sever, and sever in that of draw, both words meaning to take away something. That from analogy is possible whenever there are four terms so related that the second, B, is to the first, A, as the fourth, D, to the third, C. For one may then metaphorically put B in lieu of D and D in lieu of B. Now and then, too, they qualify the metaphor by adding on to it that to which the word it supplants is relative. Thus a cup, B, is in relation to Dionysus, A, what a shield, D, is to Ares, C. The cup, accordingly, will be metaphorically described as the shield of Dionysus, D plus A, and the shield as the cup of Aries, B plus C. Or to take another instance, as old age, D, is to life, C, so is evening, B, to day, A. One will accordingly describe evening, B, as the old age of the day, D plus A, or by the Empedoclean equivalent, and old age, D, as the evening or sunset of life, B plus C. It may be that some of the terms thus related have no special name of their own, but for all that they will be metaphorically described in just the same way. Thus to cast forth seed seed corn is called sowing, but to cast forth its flame as said of the sun, has no special name. This nameless act, B, however, stands in just the same relation to its object, sunlight, A, as sowing, D, to the seed corn, C. Hence the expression in the poet, sowing around a God-created flame, D plus A. There is also another form of qualified metaphor, Having given the thing the alien name, one may, by a negative addition, deny of it one of the attributes naturally associated with its new name. An instance of this would be to call the shield not the cup of Ares, as in the former case, but a cup that holds no wine. A coined word is a name which, being quite unknown among a people, is given by the poet himself. For example, for there are some words that seem to be of this origin. herneges for horns and areter for priest. A word is said to be lengthened out when it has a short vowel made long or an extra syllable inserted. For example, polios for poleos, peledeo for peledon. It is said to be curtailed when it has lost a part. For example... Cree K R I do and ops in Mia genitai Amphotiron Ops. It is an altered word when part is left as it was and part is of the poet's making. For example, Dexiteron for Dexion in Dexiteron Katamaxon. The nouns themselves, to whatever class they may belong, are either masculines, feminines, or intermediates, neuter. All ending in N, P, S, or in the two compounds of this last, P, S, and X, are masculines. All ending in the invariably long vowels H and O, and in A, among the vowels that may be long, are feminines, so that there is an equal number of masculine and feminine terminations, as P-S and X are the same as S, and need not be counted. There is no noun, however, ending in a mute or in either of the two short vowels E and O. Only three, Mili, komi peperi end in I, and 5 in t. The intermediates or neuters end in the variable vowels or in n, p, and x.